0: It's Monday, May 10th. I'm Rudy. Yesterday was Mother's Day. Hopefully, all your macaroni necklaces were GMO free. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. Walk to Cleveland. Thank you so much for subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. You can find us every day on Instagram Live. It's just Aunt Rudy underscore Pavich. What's going on, Mira? What's up, Lindsay? Hey, Mel, Jules, what's happening, Billy? What's up, my man? Uh, Mel asked, "Hey, Rudy, how was your weekend? Not bad. Uh, ended up kicking it with uh, with the family over in Hudson, Wisconsin. We'll talk about all that in just a second today on the show. Well, Elon." left quite the musk in the halls of SNL. Did he not? But first. Mira says, I'm back. Be nice. I, hey, listen, you're the one who likes goddamn Hall and Oates man-eater. I didn't make that decision. You did. Okay? You're going to have to suffer the consequences of being a fan of an 80s song. Okay? There's worse things in life to be, but I'm just saying. What's up, Lynn? Hi, Emily. Hi, Emily. What's up, Alina? Uh, Thanks for helping Crisco with my name on Friday. Yeah, we had a little moment on the After Hours podcast, Crisco, Des, and Ryan, where he was making a mention that you were going to be the winner of the Instagram contest that we had, and I saw it, and when he said he couldn't read the name, I had almost asked in that moment, hey, does that name begin with a B, because I figured I knew where this was going. And then afterwards, I was glad that I could correct him. So congratulations, by the way. It was a very funny caption you put on uh, Crisco's Instagram page. You can find that just at Crisco Radio. So uh, let's see. Emily says, good morning. Still in Children's Hospital with my daughter Paige. Oh, my gosh. Emily, so sorry to hear that. Oh. Every time I-, I hear stories like that, it, it just, man, it brings me back to just the darkest days of life. Ah. It's awful, ma'am. My daughter spent about 18 months in and out of uh, Children's Hospital and Gillette and n- numerous other hospitals. But I remember leaving the Children's Hospital in St. Paul after they finally figured out what was wrong with my daughter. It only took us a year and a half. But, uh, man, once we figured it out, I remember leaving there. And I, I went to work that, that afternoon. And just the feeling of elation and joy that this was finally going to be coming to an end. I got on the air that afternoon and uh, had begged the state of Minnesota, can you guys just get a, like a, a fifth carpool lane that is exclusively for children's nurses, doctors, anybody else who is associated <laughs> with what these people do? Because I'm telling you, it's the backbone of life. These people hold up. I mean, they're more essential than any bridge could ever be, because without them, I swear to God, like I'd we'd still be going in circles with my kid. And luckily, you know, uh, the nurses and the doctors, it was almost like something out of the show House, if you remember that on Fox. Hugh Laurie played this sort of, you know, this wise-ass doctor who was smarter than everybody else, but just let everybody else be dumb for the first 45 minutes of the show. And then, eureka, fucking next thing you know, guys on top of the world knows what's happening. But we had tried so long to figure out what was wrong with my kid and... Uh, and trust me, before you're like, "Well, what was wrong with her? She's fine now." I don't need to get in all the details of it. We were just having some problems, and now she's good. That's the gist of it, right? Plus, I get really—I I, I don't like talking about it that much. It, it really—it's—it's it's super hurtful, and um, I, we've we've moved past it, and I feel good about it. But I do like talking about the doctors and the nurses and the good people that helped us through that time. And I, I was—we uh, were sitting in a room after days. We had spent five days in the epilepsy center at Children's Hospital. And they just could not figure out what was going on. Emily says, we've been in the hospital since Wednesday. Oh, my gosh, dear. Oh, I hope you guys are going to be okay. Seriously. I really do. Oh. If anything, Emily, why don't you hit me up? And maybe uh, if there's anything that you need, please do. If you got some questions, just because we've been down this this route before, you know, and hopefully this isn't, you know, you're an old hat at this, but man, ah, oh, that's the worst. But uh, we were in this doctor's office in this like conference room with like three or four doctors and the guys like kind of explaining what they think it is. And then this guy comes in and he sits down on the other end of the room, the, you know, the Hugh Laurie house character, um, uh, from, uh, from the show. And after everybody gets up to leave, this guy kind of pulls me aside and goes, Dude, don't listen to what they say. I I know what's going on with your kid. I said, all right, what? And then he explained, and then we went and we took some medication, and we gave it to my daughter, and about uh, four and a half hours later, I had a brand-new baby. (laughs) I was like, thank you. Thank you for figuring this out, man. I appreciate it. Emily says they're also in the epilepsy unit. Well, the one thing about it, uh, Emily, is that you guys are in good hands because them gals that work in that joint – Man, they really are the best. And non judgmental. Say and do what you want. You know, there's a, there's, I don't want to get into too many details about it, but there happens to be a famous, you know, patient, we'll say, here in Minnesota who died at a very young age. And he left a miraculous mark on the world. And sometimes, We don't hear it a lot from people behind the scenes, but every once in a while, somebody will say, you know, like, I think it's wrong what the family did with his story. I think it's wrong what they're doing with his legacy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm always, my first thought is, you're not the one with the dead cancer kid. You don't get to decide. And plus, you don't get to judge. And if you are ever in that situation where, heaven forbid, you lose a child due to cancer or some sort of childlike illness, make any decision that you want. You get no judgment. You sell that story however you want. You sell yourself however you want. You go out and you do shows and whatever it is that you need to do, whatever it is that gets you through that difficult time, feel free to do it judgment-free. And plus, if you are on the outside looking in, give that person some slack. Most of us are never going to have to go through losing a child, right? We're never, ever going to have to make those decisions about pulling the plug or whether it might be time to, you know, um, to move on with our lives. We're never going to be in that predicament. So until you're there, you know, fucking cut some people some slack, would you? Jesus, this is not where I was going to be (laughs) today. But Emily, uh, Emily, hit me up. Emily, I really do. I'm, I'm thinking of you guys and I hopefully you guys will get through it. Paige says hi. Hi, Paige. Hello, uh, Jewel says my kiddos were born at twenty four weeks. Oh man, uh, they were in the the NICU for one hundred and seventeen and one hundred and thirty two days. Man, man, that is a long, long time. Oy. that is the one thing about children's hospital, man. Like uh, I got a couple of friends of mine that work. Is it Abbott? I think it's Abbott Children's at Abbott. Yeah, and they do this. Um, they do this excellent like closed circuit broadcast television station for kids. And they, they show like all the Disney movies and they have like little skits and sketches and stuff. And it really is, man. It's the Lord's work. It's totally the Lord's work. So, uh, Mary, I see you're trying to get in with the uh, live feed here on Instagram. I mean, if we could, let's just wait till after we're done with the show and then we'll hit everybody up. So we really do appreciate you guys hitting it up today. I, I was actually going to talk a little bit. I had a conversation with some higher ups here at work and they're trying to pull all audio no more audio, no more songs. You can't play that stuff on any podcast anymore because for whatever goddamn reason the record labels are starting to pinch down on everybody. So I work for a few comedians, like one who I'm having a huge problem with with her feed is uh Jessime Paluso. And and we got this thing that was like, "Hey, you guys need to like pull this little tiny piece of audio out of your podcast until then it's going to be taken down. You're not going to be able to post it." And we started going through all this shit. I was like, I don't even know what these people are talking about. And apparently there's like four and a half seconds of a Post Malone song that you can hear like way off in the background. It's not like the entire podcast is just her listening to Post Malone and jamming out or like selling concert tickets to watch her like spin it on a laptop. It just happens to be in the background. And they're like, sorry, guys, you're done. Done skis. And that's that. And no more. (laughs) So they were like, can you start pulling this stuff down? And we said, yeah, unfortunately. But here's the thing, man. Like, audio, not a big deal. Still going to let her buck. So this weekend I was up at uh, House of Comedy, and um, I was up there because I'm a big fan. I didn't realize how big of a fan I was, but I am really digging Annie Letterman. I look a little bit like uh, Scarlett Johansson. Let me take my glasses off. I look a little bit like Scarlett Johansson if she was in a house fire that only burned off her tits <laughs> all of her money i tried on a bra at victoria's secret's called the bombshell bra it adds two full cup sizes which is an insane improvement it's crazy it's like the ultimate disappointment like a guy sees me at a bar he's like i'm on a titty fuck i'm gonna titty fuck i'm gonna titty fuck and then i take him home I'm like you've been pranked <laughs> not an option <laughs> Like, I just wanted a motorboat. I'm like, well, you can shipwreck. That's a good we'll joke. That. I find her to be very, very funny. And she's been around, you know, she's been doing the thing with Chelsea lately. She was on Girl Code with Jessime, who I just mentioned a moment ago. So, yeah, I would say check her out. She was in town from, like, Thursday until Sunday. I was there for two of the shows, I think Thursday and then last night. And... um yeah, they had asked if I wanted to go up and do a couple of minutes, and I'm like, no, I don't I don't need that. I'm here to enjoy. My buddy Casey Fletch, who's another comedian in town, he was going to be opening the show. I'm, I'm here to support. I don't need every moment to be about me. I, you guys do your thing. I just want to kick back, have my drink, chill, watch a fun show, and then call it a night. So that was great, man. Good weekend, too. A lot of people bringing their moms to the comedy show to hear a lady talk about titty fucking. (laughs) Never thought that would be on the list of things you could do. But next thing you know, hey, I guess it was better than sitting around watching uh, SNL all night on Saturday because everybody's been pissing and moaning about Elon Musk and the the shoddy job that he did. And I disagree. I really do. I think, he had a, I think he was good for what he is and what he does in that high pressure of a situation. I don't think it was as bad as what people are saying. I think it was okay. Plus, he made this incredible announcement. I don't know if you caught this at all, but Elon Musk having Asperger's. I'm actually making history tonight as the first person with Asperger's to host SNL. <laughs> or at least the first to admit it. <laughs> so I we'll won't make a lot of eye contact with the cast tonight. <laughs> alright, I'm pretty good at running human in emulation mode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke. I thought he was fine. Plus, the people behind the scenes and the people that are on camera with this, dude, your job is to be a comedian. You, it's not your job to, like, place political, you know, thoughts on top of why you think or this person should or should not be a part of Saturday Night Live. That's not your job. Your job is to go out there and try to make the sketch as best you can. Obviously, it's going to be weird because this guy does not come from that realm. He's stepping out and trying something new. It's not your place to say you don't want to go do it. Plus, you're 23 years old. You got the world by the balls, man. You're on Saturday Night Live. Why are you making this such a big political thing? Just go out there and do your stupid job. Everybody would be killing to get to that spot where you're at, but you're not going to come because you disagree on a couple of things. There's a lot of shit I don't agree with with the people that I work with, but you still show up every day. That's what you do. That is your job as a comedian. Take a, listen, I'm all about like sports figures and comedians and everybody being able to give their opinion. That's a good place. Everybody thought for the longest time you shouldn't be allowed. No, you should be allowed, but don't let it affect your job. Everybody was applauding that lady who was the comedian from New York who was on stage when Harvey Weinstein walked in the room, and she said she she felt threatened. First off, that fucking guy is on the other side of the room. You are on stage with a microphone with like nine video cameras pointed at you. What was he going to do? Was he just going to jump up? Was he going to attack you? Was he going to say something from the back of the room? You could easily shut him down. You are louder than him. Hence the amplification of your voice. We feel threatened by him. You couldn't have done anything. I hate that. Talk about... We're all supposed to try to make things funny, right? And look at it from a different point of view? Let's do that. Let's get back to that. Have your political opinions and feel free to make them. But to make a statement like, I'm not going to go out there and do my job because I disagree with that guy... It, all you guys do is bang about equality, right? You, it, it's got to be an equal playing field. Well, you know how you get past that? By going out there and doing your job like you're supposed to. That guy might disagree with you, but he has the right to step out on stage, and you have the right to disagree with him, but it shouldn't come at the expense of you doing your job. I talk about slippery slopes with this stuff, and I was watching all these cast members saying they don't, wouldn't go out there. For what? Because you don't agree with everything the guy says? It's ridiculous. Dude, you're a comedian. Do your job. Be funny. <laughs> Which currently I am not. <laughs> going in on a soapbox. All right, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Every day we go live on Instagram just around 1045 a.m. Central Time. That's at Rudy underscore Povich. Thank you guys so much once again for taking a long walk to Cleveland. <laughs>